0: What is up, Breakthrough Success listeners? Mark DiBerti here. In this episode, we are going to talk about the crash course for success. What does the path look like? What are some of the steps and the key attributes that allow people to become successful? Now, for us to be talking about a crash course for success, we got to bring on a guest who has done that, become successful. And You're going to learn about our guest right now as he is a top call and highly influential touring and recording drummer and percussionist who's based in Nashville and LA. His versatile, dynamic, and rock solid drumming is the sound behind many of today's top talents. Our guest who joins us in this episode is none other than Rich Redmond. Rich, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, Mark. Rich, it is such a pleasure to have you on Breakthrough Success. And I know that the list of people who you've drummed for, you've been a part of their tours, the list is really long. Like we'd have to spend a whole minute like going through like people who like everybody knows as singers. And Rich is one of the people who really helps produce some of that music and Makes those tours what they are. So now we're here talking about the crash course for success because it's not like anyone gets those types of opportunities. You really have to be of a certain skill set. You really have to know the right people, making conscious effort to build relationships. I'm wondering if we could start with your journey. How did you go from, because everyone has like ambitious dreams, but then how did you go on to realize them in your personal journey?
1: Sure, sure. So yeah, if you if you look at that list, really the standout name for me in providing a wonderful life is uh, a guy named Jason Aldean. He's a multi platinum country rocker, and we started playing for five drunks at the bar and over the years we just we never mailed in a show we always treated it like it was Madison Square Garden and we ended up playing several times at the Madison Square Garden and it's amazing to be with the same group of guys for over 20 years we finished each other's sentences but you know for me it started as a young man Everybody that plays the drums like, yeah, you know, is hitting on pots and pans, and my dad or my mom got me drum lessons or I joined a band, and that's what happened. I think my dad secretly, he's an accountant. My mom was a nurse, super supportive. They saw that I had that kind of like that fiery energy, type A, outgoing kid, and they're like, hey, kid, you know, do you want to play the drums? And so they got me lessons, and that started my love affair with the drums and then MT, for people of my age and men of a certain age, who were about, let's just say half of a hundred, we grew up listening uh, and watching MTV. And we were in love with Martha Quinn and Nina Blackwood and all the VJs. And I said, that's what I'm going to do with my life. So I educated myself and I joined bands and I got experience and I ended up getting my master's degree from the University of North Texas um, and learned how to play jazz and fusion and Latin music, all sorts of different styles of music. And then eventually, of course, my journey took me to Nashville, Tennessee, where I'm talking to you from today.
0: And it's really interesting how uh, Rich had this fiery spirit. His parents see it. They help him with the drum lessons. Yeah. But it's like, Rich at that point has to take the next steps and have the genuine interest Like you, like no one was going to force rich to become a drummer. It's like that was his path that he chose. Once the resources became increasingly available to him. Uh, One of the questions that I do have is uh, with music and with business, there are a lot of people who know a lot of stuff. Like there are a lot of people who are very talented in their craft, but what do you say? really prevents those people from moving to the next level, like the feeling of being the world's greatest kept secret.
1: Sure, sure. Well, there's a lot of people like raw talent is is a wonderful thing, but there's a lot of people in the world that, get so, that have less talent, but they get further down the path to success because they're able to mold the talent that they have and they are persistent and they are methodical and they have a vision and they have a laser focus. I'm always going to meet people that are more talented than me, but they will never outwork work me, you know? So when I was in college, you know, practicing eight hour days and, and playing and playing and playing and still, you know, getting a, having an AB average, you know, you learn about time management and, and persistence. And of course, when I came to Nashville with, uh, not very money saved, much money saved, one drum set, my little cat. We moved. I moved to Nashville on a Tuesday, and um, by Saturday, I had a gig, and that started my Nashville journey, and it was one handshake at a time. And people can always see when you're a person of, of passion when you're a person of integrity. And, you know, I'm a creative, but I always ran my business like a business. So, you know, that includes showing up early, not on time, but early. I'm the first one there. I'm the last one to leave. I get names. I'm um, able to take direction. I'm, and just try to cross all the T's and dot all the I's as a pray professional, you know, just be professional in everything I do. And that goes way farther sometimes than people who are savants, who are just gifted with so much talent there. Sometimes there's the people with that have the hard work and the tenacity that, that win.
0: Rich mentioned something, a lot of great stuff in there, but one of the important things was handshake, one handshake at a time. Yes. And it's those relationships that really build up and give you a better shot at getting noticed. I am curious about the eight hours a day. Like, how did you like physically and mentally stay in there? Because, like, I'm a runner, so I mean, you know, like, there's a point where you know your physical buy is just like, I'm done with this, and uh, <laughs> I'm wondering if like, how did you power through? Because. Drumming is something where, like you know, if you do it for like five minutes, like you know, you're fine. But if you do that for eight hours, like it could physically, mentally drain. So how did you not let the drain take you out?
1: Sure, sure. Well, if, you know, I was a younger man. I was like, you know, 18 to 22. <laughs> um, but you know, I still try to play with the with the fire of a 16 year old. i That's what I try to do is tap into that. You know. Um, but the drums are amazing. When you're passionate about something. It never feels like hard work, you know, because you love what you do. So you're able to work harder. And the harder you work, the more opportunities will come to you, right? So, and so when I was playing the drums in college, I mean, I had to study like classical percussion. So percussion can be defined as anything you can rattle, beat, scrape, rub, shake, and make a noise, right? So I was studying like congas and Japanese marimba and jazz vibraphone. And, and so I would I was very methodical about like, okay, I'm going to practice drum set for two hours today. I'm going to work on my congas an hour today. Oh, then I got to go to a physics of sound class. oop College algebra, come back, practice. And that goes all the way back to my high school years. Uh, my parents didn't have a lot of money. So I brown bagged it every day for four years. And I practiced before school, during school, at lunch and after school. And I just practiced and practiced and practiced. And that could be real apply to um, anybody that wants to do anything you know I ran I ran into uh, Malcolm Gladwell one night at my favorite eatery and I really wanted to give him a big hug and buy him a drink um, and say I love your books but his 10,000 hour theory really resonates with me I mean that's something like practicing eight hours a day seven days a week for like six years and when I think about that I'm thinking ah, piece of cake you know I've been doing this forever you know
0: And I think part of being able to put in that type of work is having a long-term vision. Like you hear about the five-year-old who wants to be like a professional player or something of that nature. Uh, When did the long-term start to come for you? Like, was it high school when you're like, I want to go pro with this or was it earlier or later?
1: It was uh, 1983, the police came out with their cassette tape, Synchronicity, and then a year later, the Van Halen came out with the Smoking Angel on the cover 1984, and I said, that's what I'm going to do. So I did all the things I had to do. I put in all the practice. I studied with multiple teachers. I kept studying, continuing education, got my master's degree. Then I moved into Dallas, Texas, and I was playing on like jingles and teaching and playing in the best top 40 bands in town and just playing multiple styles and cutting my teeth, saving a little money, trying to figure out if I was going to go to New York or Los Angeles or Nashville, which is really only the three places you can go to kind of cultivate a music career and move your career down the path. So I had my bags packed for Los Angeles, but I met somebody who was really connected in Nashville got me a bunch of auditions in Nashville, and I said, you know what? There's a glass ceiling in Dallas, Texas, but I can go to Nashville, and I bet I can get a job playing with a a celebrity, and that really feeds into what my goals were in my life. My goals were to hear myself on the radio, see myself on television, and travel the world on someone else's dime. Now, at 50 years old, looking back and going, wow, I've been to 22 countries, played for the US military, I I uh, I can um, hear myself multiple times on the radio every hour. Um, if I want to buy a pair of shoes or take my friend out to sushi, I can do it. And drumming did it. So I had that vision for myself, and that just included like just saying yes to everything, never saying no, being persistent. And being positive, you know, because there were setbacks. There were times that I was raining on a pint of Haagen-Dazs or I was just in my jammies for way too long thinking, oh, woe is me. But I've always been a student of positivity. You know, the Ogmandinos, the Napoleon Hills, the Tony Robbins, the Zig Ziglar's of the world. And that's kind of actually what inspired me to once I started Teaching as I have a teacher's heart, I ended up becoming a motivational speaker twelve years ago. And I speak to companies like Cisco and Hewlett-Packard and Microsoft, Johnson and Johnson. And people like it because I play the drums, and the drums are so high energy, they're so visceral. When I play the drums, it's really a physical manifestation of my passion and my gift. And so people can really relate to that. So that's kind of where I came up with the crash concept. And I've been sharing that message with um, everyone from kindergartners to Fortune 100 companies.
0: And I love how you made that transition because I was going to talk about that. Like you hear about Rich and you hear about his journey as a drummer and all the effort you had to put in to make that happen. And it takes a lot of motivation to get there. And then that's a perfect transition. As some people think about reinventing yourself, like, you know, that's a perfect transition into motivational speaking and being able to help corporations, being able to help kindergarten students, being able to really share your story, which is part of what we're doing on breakthrough success. I know you have a book crash course for success, Uh, the CRASH is an acronym for listeners who have not heard the book yet, Commitment, Relationships, Attitude, Skill, and Hunger. We've talked about relationships already, one handshake at a time. We talked about the skill, not letting people outwork you. Uh, I'm wondering if we could talk a little bit more about building that sense of commitment. What does that look like for someone who maybe they have the dream, they know what they want to do, but then how do we – really have such a deep commitment to the point where we are locked in.
1: Yeah. I mean, some people will describe, you know, being a professional as doing what you love even on days you don't want to do it. It's just like showing up, like doing it every day, doing it consistently, but it does start with that commitment. That's what I love about the crash concept. Yeah, you have to be committed. You have to cultivate relationships. You have to realize that attitude is 99% of life. You have to develop the skills. You need to be successful in your chosen field and you have to have that hunger in your belly no matter what season of life you're in to stay fired up and focused and stoke those flames of desire and really nothing really happens without hunger, because hunger is a lack of, you know, something you want to go after. Um, You use all these things together, you'll kind of be unstoppable. You can use each one of them. But if you use them all together, they really cross pollinate and feed into each other. But it does start with that commitment. You know, you're a runner, you know, you're committed to getting up and running a certain miles. During COVID, man, that my peace of mind came from I have the Nike running app. I ran like 615 miles in between March 14th and like yesterday. You probably log in more because you're a marathoner. But, you know, for a guy my age to run without fail at a good clip, five, six miles a day um, is good. And that helps me keep fit for my drumming. But the idea is that, look at you know, we probably all set our New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. And what happens, people say, I'm going to quit smoking, finally. I'm going to lose the 10 pounds. By the time uh, Valentine's Day comes around, everyone's like, look at save a piece of cheesecake for me. I'm going out for a smoke. Because the commitment starts in the mind. Everything starts in the mind. The mind is so powerful. So if you set your mind to it, everything will follow. And you could follow up with, with a, with a methodology. You know, I have a lot of to-do lists. I, I'm always writing down my five-year plan, my year plan, what I'm going what I want to happen by the end of the month, what this week looks like, what can I get today? What can I do today to move that ball down the field? You know, so it all starts with that commitment.
0: And I love what Rich was saying when he was talking about the professional, someone who shows up and puts the work, do what they love, even when they don't feel like doing it. Now it's not like every day is going to be perfect. I think when you hear like, you know, you hear something on breakthrough success or you hear rich right now, and you're thinking like we were perfect. Like that, but because like, you know, it, it kind of feels that way when we're talking about ourselves, because we talk about, you know, the best stuff, like, like we don't talk about the worst stuff too much, but Rich mentioned earlier That, you know, there are days when I was in the PJs for a little too long. So uh, the commitment, I mean, you definitely want to keep showing up. You want to keep having that professional, you know, being a professional, but we have these dry stretches. How do you suggest we overcome them? Like, what's the process for that?
1: Well, say you're wanting to, like when I was looking for my job, I was looking for my Elton John. I was looking for my Billy Joel. I was looking for my John Mellencamp. Now, if I hadn't found that in Jason Aldean, I would have found it in somebody else because I am so tenacious. I would have not stopped until I found that person. So, you know, what's crazy is the mind is so powerful. I attracted exactly into my life what i set out as a young man I was like i want to find my sting i want to find my billy joel and you know by moving to nashville i got one step closer to doing that and then between the universe or god or a combination of all things this person comes into my life. And that's when the really the hard work started, like blood, sweat, tears, diesel fuel, jumping on a bus with 12 people and not coming home, you know, for years, like literally just leaving, you know, you know, petting the cat and then just going on the road and taking the music to the people. Um, But in between uh, stretches where I wasn't gainfully employed in my chosen craft, I did things like um, parked cars, I waited tables, I was a courier, I was a K through three substitute, and then I just got as much practice time as I could in so I can keep honing my craft. And then at night, probably for the first 10 years in Nashville, I made it a full-time job to go out and press the flesh and crash parties and go to singer-songwriter nights and sit in with people and just move the ball down the field by letting people know that I exist. You could be the best at what you do in your mom's basement or your little studio apartment in Brooklyn, but until you get out and shout it from a mountaintop unapologetically and let the world know you exist, it's not a cocky thing. It's just like saying like, look at I've got this. A skill set. I'm a nice person. I'm going to show up and do a good job for you. I want to get paid to play the drums. Will you hire me? And it's just what, that one handshake at a time. And as I was developing that career, uh, what's the best way to start a new business? The best way to start a new business is when you're gainfully employed and you have a job. So when I was going down the highway, bringing the music to the people, I said, I'm going to develop myself as an educator. I'm going to write articles for music magazines. And then my clinics and my master classes grew into these motivational talks. And those are full-time hustles because all of those businesses require um, sales and marketing. You know, everything I do is sales and marketing because before you even hire me to get to play the drums for you on a recording session or a live show, you have to buy into me as a human being. I am the product, you know, so, so really anything you're selling is you first, you know, you, you're prolific. You've got all these great books on the web. Congratulations. You're so young to be so prolific um but it's like that's a full-time job writing the books marketing the books keeping up with sales i mean it's a lot it's a lot in this modern day um it's kind of an expectation nowadays for you to be a jack of all trades master of all which is very time consuming you know for sure
0: i mean there's definitely a lot of different things that go into fulfilling ambitious dreams and if it's not a struggle you know, like the way rich was describing it again, this is why I love hearing the backstory like you see Rich and who he is and what he's done, but you don't hear all the backstory stuff, so I love that we had this uh extra part the perspective uh but if it's not a struggle at certain points, like just raise the goal. don't be afraid to shout it from the mountaintops, and mindset is going to be everything for any goal you go towards. If you want to achieve your goals, go through the tr- crash course that Rich has set up for you. we will have a link to Crash Course for Success. That is rich's book. We will have a link in the show notes. Rich, are there any other pl- things you want us to include in the show notes uh, so people can further find your work
1: well let's see from one podcaster to the another. you guys can support my podcast if you want us the Rich Redmond Show on all platforms and of course, people love that. Um That Apple podcast uh, (laughs) app, (laughs) that's the most popular one. But I talk to comedians, authors, actors, thought leaders. It's just a fun, free-flowing conversation, kind of like a late-night show and a wacky morning show kind of put together with my co-host. But hopefully within that hour, you will learn and you will have some strong takeaways while you're being entertained, which is really my business model. You know, it's like I want people to benefit from my passion. Um, but at the same time, I want them to enjoy the ride. So, you know, if you hire me to do a speech, there's going to be strong educational takeaways, but it's going to be wrapped up in storytelling and humor and drummer drumming and sweat. And you get hit over the head and you're like, what just happened? I I feel like I just saw Tony Robbins doing lunch with Jerry Lewis with animal from the Muppets. And that's kind of like what my, what my, what my keynote is. So, um, yeah, God, if there's any bureaus or event planners out there, yeah, richredman.com is the, is the hub for all things.
0: Make sure you guys tune into Rich's podcast. Get the book and go to his website as well. Rich, thank you so much for joining us on Breakthrough Success. It was a pleasure to have you here today.
1: Oh, the pleasure is mine. You got a great show here, and thanks for having me.